Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome into Sports Time on a Friday. Bryant and Brett with you. And uh, got a lot to get to over the next three hours as we get ready for another week in college football and the NFL. Uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. We're in our family leisure studios, uh, but Brett down uh, in our mobile studios on the road down in Oxford uh, for the Ole Miss game this weekend. A big one. LSU comes to town uh, and 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 honoring the the 2003 team this weekend as well, which I didn't know about until you uh, mentioned that yesterday. Oh, uh, what what is the environment like down in Oxford today? As people uh, people get ready uh, to to welcome, as uh, a very uh, weird way to put it, welcome LSU into town. Yeah, we do want to welcome them, and they they're rolling into town. Good afternoon, Brian, and it's going to be packed. If you're heading to Oxford tomorrow for the game, you need to leave right now. <laughs> it's a it is a parking lot in Oxford, yeah, unlike I've seen it so far this year. But, you know, the the biggest name opponent so far and a lot of their fans. And I don't know who started. I think Ohio State started it around college football one year out at a Fiesta Bowl when they had forty to 50,000 fans go out there, enjoy the three, four, five days of festivities with no hopes, no prayer of getting a ticket. They just went out and got in the middle of the party. And then I think LSU was the first to do it in the SEC, and it was around the big Ole Miss-LSU game in 2003 that, that LSU won mm-hmm. and won the Western Division because of that game. It, it, and they really started that phenomenon, and they're probably the ones that do it to most Tennessee fans, do it some. I mean, there's just not a chance you know, for a lot of different motivations that I'm going to go somewhere just for the party. If I get to go to the game, I'm going to stay at home and, <laughs> and, and watch it on TV and have the best party I can at, at home. But a lot of right. people like to get in the the middle of things, and that 2003 game was quite the classic. Ole Miss went on and won the Cotton Bowl that year, Cotton Bowl champions, and Eli Manning's last game, a 10-3 and season. And I think any time Ole Miss wins double-digit games, that season needs to be celebrated. Absolutely. And that's part of the big celebration around that game tomorrow for 20th anniversary. A lot of celebrations around college football tomorrow. One tomorrow at the fairgrounds for mm-hmm. 20 years. And that team that we talked a lot about yesterday that holds such a special place of fondness uh, for Tiger fans, that, that bowl win. And I, I think we need to we, we need to look back and enjoy those good times because uh, nothing's promised. And it's, re- it's, yeah. really, it's, really, it's really hard out here in, in college sports right now to win, and it doesn't ever feel like it's enough. I can't wait till we visit it at 5 o'clock with Ty Richardson from ESPN Arkansas because it has been uh, an unusual week around uh, for Razorback fandom and for Sam Pittman, and I'm afraid that's just going to grow with people. And I, 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 I think the cost of going to a game uh, that's associated with it, the cost of the ticket, the cost of traveling – the NIL, especially for older fans, I think mm-hmm. that bothers them sure. more than it does others. It does not bother me. I, I'm glad they're getting what they get. But for a lot of people, they're uncomfortable with it. And, Bryant, the wave, almost the universal legalization 
uh, of, of, of sports gambling. I think it's got fans right there on that, on that hair trigger, really, mm. really anxious and really irritated. And, and like I said, Monday, you know, why is everybody so angry? And I know everybody wants to win, but it's impossible for everybody to win. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it just is, but you know, I, I think like you said, some, some really good environments here kind of locally with the Tigers and, and honoring that 2003 team and, and same thing with Ole Miss. And I think you're right. I mean, college football has changed. So much since since uh, those two teams uh, took oh, the field. Man. I mean, it has just changed. It's a completely different game. I mean, it really is in terms of on the field and off the field. And, and it so, really mattered then. It, absolutely. It, 100%. And so, you know. It, but. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but it's 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 going to be a good weekend for sure, and I'm I'm really excited. I I just uh, finalized uh, with my buddies and stuff to to go to the game tomorrow uh, for for Memphis versus Boise State. So I'm I'm really excited about tomorrow. Last show we'll do for the month of September. Tomorrow's the last wow. playing date for the month of Holy September. Can cow. you believe that? I mean, and, and, and with five and with five Saturdays, you know, it, it, this is a lot of teams and pl- in, in places that have never played this many games. You know, we're, we're, we're five games into it. A lot, you know, it used to be half the year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at one point in college football, so things really have changed, and and fans fans want to win, and and when and when they don't, um, they're plenty aggravated. I, I, I'm not saying they don't have a right to be aggravated. But I, I think they're 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 taking it out on a lot of people uh, along the gambling lines. Uh, big news today in the NFL: the the league and the players' association have agreed to new rules around players gambling. Here it is: if you bet on NFL games involving your team, at least a one year suspension. If it involves if it involves your team, minimum two years. Betting on nine NFL games in team facility, two games for for the for the first infraction, six games for second, at least one year for a third. Here's the obvious: attempting to fix a game banished from the NFL. Sure. Inside information and our tipping minimum one year. Here's one that a lot of players have to be really careful of: third party or proxy betting minimum one year. You got to watch who you're running with. Oh yeah, because that player could blackmail you. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. You you could say, "Hey, I was I was the, you know, I I was the conduit. I was the sure. the camel to yeah. to to bet for someone." Yeah, no, and and it would not surprise me if that happened at all. But you know, I'm just now seeing these. Uh, um, you know, just came out a, about twenty thirty minutes ago. But you know, why could we? Why couldn't we have figured this out? Made these rules? Had this policy in the off season? I mean, I, I understand it's it's very ever changing. It, it's it's such a new thing with how how legal it is across the country now. And and you know, we're we're having to change rules and and do things kind of on the fly here. But for like Jamison Williams, I mean, not saying that him being out for Detroit won or lost them X amount of games. But if if I'm Jamison Williams and I've sat for the first four weeks of the season, and now you're saying, oh, uh, you know, we're only going to say a two-game suspension, I'd be pretty upset about that. May I, I'm going to give you two answers. I'm going to give you the one kind of the practical, common sense, I hope, uh-huh. makes some sense answer. Think, we change your mind as the facts change. Sure. And, and, and you have to be adaptable. And, right. And something that... You know, we didn't see coming that you, you may have had a hard and fast rule on. You got to be, you know, you, you got to be agreeable. You got to be flexible. Sure. You, you want my conspiracy answer? I, I, Brett, you know, I love a good conspiracy. So please. 
a really, really, really big name was in some of these more benign violations uh-huh. that would have gotten them in a lot more trouble. And instead of throwing them overboard, let's just change this on the fly. You know what, Brad, I like that conspiracy theory because I would not put it past the NFL, one of those kind of marquee star name players. And okay, now what, uh, what I just did is really low rent, though, because sure. now everybody gets castigated. Everybody's kind oh, of yeah. accusatory. It's, it's what I said about PDs in baseball. Right. We got to the point in baseball where – the bullpen catcher was suspect, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, everybody was down to double A. You know that is that fair? That guy that hit three fifty in double A is now. Uh, we're wondering. My my conspiracy answer is really low rent to probably the ninety eight point nine percent, not near anything. Sure. I mean, absolutely. But hey, that's what we're here for, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> to be low rent. I mean, hey, you I know, call it whatever you want it's to call Friday. it. I guess. It's Friday. It is Friday, yeah. and, and we're going to have a lot of fun today. But 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 they, the NFL changed on the fly, and it makes a good team already better. You, I mean, throw Jameson Williams in there with oh, Detroit last night. D- oh. D- D- Detroit's who we thought they were. They're yeah. they're legit. Yeah, and I mean, what they did, what their defense did to that Green Bay Packers offense, I know still kind of a little banged up. I know they had a couple of guys back um, that they're really relying on, but probably not 100% fully. But, I mean, that defense was flying around the field all night long, and really, for most of the night, Green Bay couldn't do anything offensively. Hmm, really couldn't. I, I do think Jordan Love's a tough player yeah. and, and can get get the ball where he wants to. I think they're going to be fine there, but last night the Lions were just better. I mean, from start to finish. I mean, going out and putting up 14 points in, in the first quarter, I don't care who you're playing in the NFL. When you go out and put up two touchdowns in the first quarter, you know you're on to something uh, in that game and then really didn't didn't take their foot off the gas pedal and, I mean, putting up 34 points and, and winning by 14, extremely convincing fashion. And, and I think this is the Lions team that a lot of people expected we'd see this season and, and kind of a little up and down. They lost that game to, to Seattle that I know a lot of people are kind of pointing back to because that was Seattle right after they lost um, that opening game against the the Rams. And, and I think a lot of people were, were thinking they weren't that good of a team, Seattle. Um, and, but, you know, I, I really like this Lions team. I know we're going to get a lot of them in, in these prime time Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night games this season, but they're a fun group to watch. All right, Brian, give me your late night watching last night. Did <laughs> you stay up until the end for the Mariners win of the year? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I stayed. So, okay, so so I got home last night and uh, was watching a lot of this game, and I'd set it up perfectly, as, as you can see, Brett, and anybody else watching on Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, uh, YouTube. I'm wearing crackin my, my cracking sweater. I've been told all day mm-hmm. yesterday by ESPN that their preseason game last night would be on ESPN+. Plus. So at 9 o'clock, I set my night schedule so that I could be sitting down in my chair ready to watch the Kraken game at 9 o'clock when Puck dropped. And it was nowhere to be found. I couldn't find it anywhere. I went back. It wasn't on the website anymore that he was even going to be on ESPN+. Plus. So I don't know what happened. Would you believe I did the same thing? 
I don't believe that, but you're, and you were correct. <laughs> you're not believing that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't believe, no, you're good. Um, but so immediately after that, I watched the rest of, of this game, and yes, I watched the Mariners game and could not believe that uh, ninth inning. I think I, I think I aged six years in stress because of of what happened. In that Win game. of the year, wasn't it? Absolutely. Had to have it. I mean, had, had to, to have. It. And and the fact that you get bases loaded, bottom of the ninth with no outs, and you go back to back outs, and you have J.P. Crawford step up uh, and lace a double to left field. It and you was referenced remarkable. him yesterday. I did with my, with big, my big number. number. Yeah, so JP has been huge this year. But So I watched that, and then I was so amped up after that. And also, oh, Brett, that Sam Houston-Jacksonville State finish was unbelievable on ESPNU really as well. All three of those games were fun to watch. I know a couple of uh-huh. uh, one of the Tulsa game was Tulsa's not very better. close. Tulsa is better. But that was a fun game to watch as well. So I was watching all that. Brett, I was so amped up last night from the Mariners win to that Sam Houston game to this Thursday night football it game. It took you to the Ryder Cup. Brett, it I, took you to the first tee shot at the Ryder Cup. Brett, I watched the first hour and a half of the Ryder Cup oh, this morning. Wow! <laughs> and you were texting with me early this morning, so I was. So, I was awake wow. early this morning. I was watching the Ryder Cup at eight o'clock this morning. And you, you're not. I'm quite not a morning the person. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed morning person. That, far from that, it. That that I am. Well, you you saw the only competitive part of the Ryder Cup. Most of us didn't. Brett. Most of America was asleep <laughs> while it was still competitive because it's over. Uh-huh. No, I mean I watched. I watched the first. I think I saw. So I saw the first two holes of that first group. Then Ludwig Aberg and his group, which I've heard Ludwig Aberg's name being said three different ways since midnight this morning. Um, I don't know which is right. Uh, I've always heard Aberg, but I've heard Obear Aberg. I don't know what I it heard is. Obear on on satellite radio yeah, this morning. So I don't know uh, what the correct pronunciation is, but. I saw the first two holes, I think, of both of those groups. I went to bed. Brett, this morning I woke up. I was like, all right, let's check and see how last night went. So Woo! I was not, I did not think I was going to see Didn't what I match. saw this morning. No, I mean, shut out. Three halves makes one and a half mm-hmm. uh, to six and a half. And a lot of these those matches were not even close. No, no. It, it was, was bludgeonings. A, it was, uh, it was. Tell you one thing I love about that golf course, though. Yeah. I love the drivable par fours, golf course designers, golf course builders. If the very best in the world, if it brings intrigue to them on a drivable par four, make more of those for weekend players and get rid of the 240-yard par threes. (laughs) There should not be a par three that a weekend player plays on past about 175 in yardage. Not many of those. It slows down play. They lose, which maybe it's a golf course. They don't mind them losing balls because then they buy more at the pro shop. And and I want the pro shop to make money. But we don't need these long par threes, and you sure don't need a par four over about 450 yards for – all weekend mm-hmm. players make 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 it for weekend players where they can have the go for it quotient in play on a par four. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm all with you on that, and I mean the the environment uh, in Rome this morning. I mean it was it a was good great. atmosphere. It was fun to watch. It got me excited. Looks hot. It, it it does. It does. But it was a lot of fun. I mean, even you know, I, I knew it was going to be electric last night at you know twelve thirty or whenever they they ended up teeing off. But even this morning when I woke up, I mean, they were still they were still rolling. The electricity was still there, especially, I mean, after uh, what they did in the in that first round of of matches, but uh no, very fun to watch other uh, you it, know, it, apart from the all the losses for America. Here's something else. Right now, 
George Speed's really good one, but right now maybe the the best putter at the at the Ryder Cup is Matthew Fitzpatrick. Yes. Would, would you agree? Absolutely. Notice every time he putts, no matter inch and a half or twenty five foot or eighty, what does he always do? What's that? Uh you, you... Leaves flag stick in. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Every single time. Every single time. You're right about that. I, m- more weekend players do it. Yeah. You need to do that. First First of all, your green reading is not near as good as you think it is. No, it is not. <laughs> it is Second not. of all, you might hit hit the wall, hit hit the pin, and it carry them in. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and from at least what I saw, and again, I saw maybe – an hour, maybe two holes last night, a handful of holes this morning. But from what I saw, it seems like these greens, especially on this golf course, are hard to read. I saw a lot of guys missing putts um, in, in that, that first round. So, um, yeah. you know, you're, you're absolutely right about that. And I heard them talking about Scotty Scheffler. You know, he's been working with a new putting coach that he looks better on the greens. If he putted so like Matthew Fitzpatrick, oh, he would never lose. He would never lose. I mean, he'd be the greatest golfer we've seen in a long time. And uh, so it was fun watching. But, yeah, a, a rough hole Team USA is in right now. But let me set up today's show uh, before we get to top and not top story of the day. 3.30, Alan Bell from CBS Digital and the Early Edge producer. He's going to join us. He's going to talk some wagering with us. We'll do a lot of NFL and, and some college with Alan at 3.45. We'll get into the Tigers and their game tomorrow against Boise State. We'll also look around the American Athletic Conference at some of the other matchups uh, taking place this weekend. 4 o'clock, Bruce Marshall from Vegas Insider, CBS Sports, and BAMSports.net uh, will join us to talk uh, about some more wagering. We'll, we'll do a lot with him, uh, excuse me, BAMSports.com, I should say, um, but we'll do a lot more wagering with him, uh, a lot more college with Bruce. It, it, it's dot .net. It's a is little it, confusing. Is it, it dot is .net? Dot I'm net. sorry. Okay, yeah. .net. BAMSports.net um, for Bruce's picks. He, I mean, I, I've been on there the past, uh, ever since college football started, I've been over there, and he's got some really, really good stuff over there, a new website for Bruce, so go check that out. We'll talk a lot of wagering with him at 4 o'clock, 4.30, uh, we'll talk the SEC and Ole Miss's big game against LSU this weekend. 445, we'll get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Ty Richardson from ESPN Arkansas will join us to talk about the Razorbacks and the SEC. 530, we'll get to our first National Bank and Trust Friday football forecast. And at 545, we'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're sitting in the Family Leisure Studios where family and fun come together. The world's biggest spa sale, it's back and bigger than ever. 50 different models to choose from, five different manufacturers, up to 30% off in-stock spas and swim spas, and free upgrades on all in-stock spas. The 24-month same-ass cash is still available, but only at Family Leisure 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. He's Brian, I'm Brett, Johnny Hill with us. We are Sports Time, and we're with you until 6 o'clock. We want you to be a part of our show at 901 360 8255. Call us, text us at 901-360-8255. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com. Call them at 901-334-9673. Great offers on all 2023 models and always special leasing options. Drive in luxury and confidence knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Stop by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway. Put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 
2023 flagship LS500, and you'll be looking and you'll be driving in style. The one and only Lexus dealership in town is at 2600 Ridgeway. When you purchase a Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design, and they make for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. Well, my top story of the day, the Tigers return home after the first loss of the season last weekend in St. Louis against the Missouri Tigers. How will they bounce back against Boise State? We know the name Boise State and and kind of that weight it carries. But, Brett, you brought it up. How good is this Boise State team compared to some of the Boise State teams of past? They can be had. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is a great opportunity for the Tigers. But how do they respond after a loss like that? I think a loss that a lot of guys in that locker room thought could have been won. I think a lot of them were a little dejected after that loss against Missouri. But I think you can look up an SEC foe. You, 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 you battled with them all night. Now that team's in the top 25. I know nobody is in tomorrow victories but bounce back this week against Boise State you're going to be honoring that 2003 team so it should be a good atmosphere I hope a lot of fans go out and one support this team but also be there to honor that 2003 team and then you win here you go into your off week and then you really start that conference push with a Friday night game against Tulane so uh, a lot of time left until that Tulane game but get a win tomorrow and set up for a really good matchup between Memphis and Tulane in two weeks from now. My top story, I mentioned last Saturday of September, last day of September tomorrow. And for tomorrow's winners, a lot of preseason goals, they all they, they still remain. For teams that lose tomorrow, it's a complete reassessment of preseason goals. It, uh, you have to change when the facts change, like I said about the NFL. You, you, your opinion changes when you're, when you're offered different results than, than preseason goals, and they will have to change. No hiding the record. There's not a shoulda, coulda column. Uh, again, we've talked all week about last week, Memphis Tigers in St. Louis, Ole Miss in Tuscaloosa, Arkansas at Baton Rouge. It could have been. It should have been. It almost was, but it wasn't. It goes to the right-hand column. It goes down on, a, on as an L. That's the, the cruel side of sport. We have a winner. We have a loser. It says who you are. Your record says who you are. And it says how good you are. You, 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 you may be able to do that deep dive and, and dissect it and finesse it however you want. People look at the record and it tells, tells them how good you are. Not top story of the day. Well, you're absolutely right about that. And, and that leads me to my not top story of the day because we have some great matchups this weekend and it really starts tonight a good slate of games in college football tonight I think about four maybe maybe three or four games tonight in college football but the big one uh, 10th ranked Utah at 19th ranked Oregon State 8 p.m. on FS1 and then that leads us into tomorrow where I mean we start the day with some great ones USC at Colorado Florida at Kentucky, Georgia at Auburn, and that kind of leads us into the afternoon when you've got LSU and Ole Miss at 5 o'clock, Kansas, Texas at 2.30, and then uh, thankfully not a ton of late night games tomorrow night because we're going to have an early morning Sunday, Falcons, Jaguars, 8.30 a.m. 
on ESPN Plus from Wembley, from Wembley in in London, and that'll lead us into our NFL day with some really good matchups over there as well. So it's going to be a fantastic weekend. I'm excited all around. Maybe we could see a comeback from from the the boys wearing the the red, white, and blue for for Team USA. I don't know about that, but it should be a, an absolutely unbelievable weekend in sports. Would you believe I've got a Wembley note for my Rebels in the NFL segment for Ole Miss Saturday You're night? You're kidding. I do. At Wembley Stadium, it has 2,618 toilets, more than any venue in the world. Oh, really? I should have saved that for a big number today. Oh, I? man, you should have. That would have been I, unbelievable. It, it, it will be. My not top story, I've had very little to say about, about it this week. Again, I don't want to get preachy-fied. I'm not trying to. I just hope, I hope tomorrow's crowd size is really good for the Tigers. Yeah. With this with this optimistic start that the team's had, tomorrow's going to be good weather, quality, quality opponent, a really big name. Uh, th- this should be a crowd that I think should be, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to be fair here, I think should be mid-30s yeah. mm-hmm. to 37, yeah. 38. I'm not saying 60,000. I'm not saying that. I know viewing habits have changed, but I think it should be pretty pretty good tomorrow. And then with a win, build to Friday night, October 13th against Tulane, and hopefully that'd be in the high 40s. Yeah. Or maybe on that Friday night, that first number be a five. I just I just hope it can be accomplished. Yeah, I, I hope so as well. It should be a, uh, a a really good weekend, though. But that'll do it for top. You, 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 you know, Brian, I'm, I'm sorry if it interrupts. No, you're good. And, and, and any time, any time we or whoever starts on uh, attendance, mm-hmm. I think it's, whether it's basketball, football, any school, yeah. Ole Miss, Arkansas, uh, uh, Tigers, any, anybody, should be mindful and thankful to the yeah. ones that do go. Oh, absolutely. To those diehards absolutely. that are always at, at everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think you probably get forgotten in all sure. the protestations about bigger crowds and more and need to do this. To, to the ones that do go, thank you a whole lot. Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, absolutely. I, I I know I know you're appreciated by the powers that be, and you should be because yeah. you know we're not the ones that 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 are. You're not the ones that are being preached at. You're there. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that, and and so uh, we just need uh, need more people, and hopefully a, a win against Boise State tomorrow will drive a, a bigger crowd in two weeks when they host Tulane. But like I said, that'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to our first break of the day. When we come back, we'll talk some wagering with Alan Bell, but first. Here's a traffic update. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Let's make some money. Money! It's time for Wagering Talk with Alan Bell from CBS Sports. Alan is the executive producer of Early Edge, part of CBS Sports Digital, and on Twitter X at Alan G. Bell. Here's Alan with Bryant, Brett, and Jay Morgan. Well, let's make some money with Alan Bell, the the executive producer for the Early Edge and also from CBS Digital. Alan, thanks so much 
for joining us. I know we want to get to a lot of these games, but me and Brett talked a little bit to open the show about the uh, updated, newer uh, gambling policy for the NFL and these players in the NFL. I don't know if you've been able to see it yet, but the uh, if you bet on a on a sport that isn't the NFL, a two game suspension. If you bet on on the NFL or your team, it's it's a year. What do you think about these uh, kind of updated policies? Yeah, I mean, first off, I appreciate you guys having me back. Um, you know, it, it gets tough when it's betting on another sport, mm-hmm. right? Because how do you, you know, how do you say, hey, you can't do that when you're taking sponsorship money? But that being said, you know, I mean, it is what it is, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they, they, it's their company. They can create the rules as they want, right? So, yeah, man, like, it's it's tough. I get it, but you got to do something because, with the NFL, with any of these major sports, um, credibility is, is, is the paramount uh, of what they're looking to keep. Because once you lose it, it's gone forever, and you can never, ever get that back. So I totally understand these leagues that are uh, no nonsense, and no tolerance on it. It's just the way you have to be. Right. Alan, you're right. It, it, it's they, they can make the rules just like we, we see around the country, the far and wide, the vast legalization of marijuana. But they can say, we don't want you testing positive for marijuana or you're not going to play. Yep. Yep, 100%. You're exactly right. You know, and it differs state by state. And also, you know, with, you know, leagues like, I think the, I give the NBA credit. The NBA is is generally the the league that's ahead, you know, in terms of the others. Um, They, you know, they kind of basically said, look, we're not saying that that is legal, not legal. We're just not going to test for it. Right, which is like that's how you go about yeah. doing it. You know what I mean? Like that's how you avoid that. But sports betting, you can't. You, you just have to have strict rules. And you know what? We pay you. We pay you nicely. Sorry, that's just one of the things. Let Let's start picking some of these games, yeah. and it could be the last one of the South's oldest rivalry, Georgia and Auburn, tomorrow on the plains. It's the closest in proximity rivalry in the SEC, a- Athens to Auburn, changes time zones, but still very, very, very close, and we're going to lose this game. It's not scheduled for next year. We don't know when it'll be played again. It will, but it'll break the long-running streak. Georgia, a 14.5-point favorite on the Plains. I don't know if anybody's got a great handle on Georgia. Do you have one, Alan? No, I don't, and, you know, that's what makes this so difficult is that we just don't know what we're going to get out of Georgia. I've got a pretty good feeling what we're going to get out of Auburn, and that's not really much, right? Like, they're just not a good football team. And I don't say that negatively against Hugh Freeze. I mean, he just got there, right? And there's a reason why you know, they were looking for a brand-new head coach. So it's going to take him time, you know, to recruit and, and, and all that. Um, that being said, even though this game, and you guys know it better than anybody, this game's always close, no matter who's the better. You know, we've seen Auburn, you know, be the dominant team. Georgia keeps it tight, and vice versa, right? That being said, though, uh, it's Georgia or nothing for me. I don't like that hook, 14 and a half, but there's just no way I can bet on them. Like, they're just not talented enough right now, um, and I couldn't put money on it. So for me, yeah, it's Georgia or nothing. Yeah, I agree on that. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts on, on tonight, the the top 25 battle between uh, 10th-ranked Utah, 19th-ranked Oregon State. Right now, Oregon State about a four-point favorite. I, I haven't seen anything on if Cam Rising is going to suit up tonight for Utah, but this is clearly the best game of the night on a Friday. Uh, what do you think about this one? Yeah, you know, in, in regards to Cam Rising, I feel like we do this every single week, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah, and if I'm Utah, 
I'm not starting him on the road on a Friday night. That's a good point. Like, yeah, like for, I would have already made that decision Tuesday. You know what I mean? So I, I wouldn't count on that at all. Man, as for the game, oh, man, this one's tough because we saw what Utah did to UCLA last week. And they just said, you're not going to score. You're just not going to score. That's how we're going to beat you. And that's how Utah goes about it. They're a physical team. It's essentially, you're stepping outside, getting in the fight. That's what you're doing. Like, that's what Utah is. Um, but Oregon State can make things weird, especially in Corvallis. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I'll take Utah with the points. Uh, you're giving me them as an underdog. Um, they can absolutely muddy up a game. Mm-hmm. The concern would be if Oregon State starts to score quickly, kind of what the Lions did to the Packers yeah. last night, to where you just can't keep up. You know what I mean? But if the thing's tight, yeah, Utah all day, man. Some pretty good games tonight. Any of those you love? Which one? The, you know, cross college football? Tonight's college football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati so, at BYU, yeah. Louisiana Tech at yeah, yeah. UTEP, so, Louisville at NC State. I'll say this. All right. The fact that, like, I know that it's on the road for Cincinnati, but Cincinnati's a good football team. The fact yeah. that they're, uh, you know, only a one-point favorite on the road at BYU, I really do like Cincinnati in that one. Um, you look at, what do we got, Louisiana Tech and UTEP. Not too much. We'll knock Louisville a point is, off. We'll even call it even, as I see it right now. BYU and Cincinnati pick them. You don't need. You don't have to lay that I'll point, take, Alan. I'll, yeah, I'll take Cincinnati. I, like I'll, I'll take that all day long, man. Like they're a good football team, dude. Um, Louisville, NC State is a fascinating game tonight. I don't like Louisville getting three and a half on the road because they, Louisville's a much better team. You just get kind of weird turnovers with them. Like they just kind of cut their own legs out. Under them, but that being said, NC State is not a good football team. Um, you know what? I'll take Louisville with the three and a half. I think that they're a team that can just score more consistently than NC State can. But yeah, the big one, Cincy, man, give me a Bearcat. I like it. I like it. Uh, tomorrow, I know a lot of people have been talking about Colorado this season, but after that yeah. loss last week, a lot of people questioning them now. Now they're going to host USC tomorrow. And my biggest question, right now that line, uh, USC minus 21 and a half, but when you look at this USC defense, I don't know how much I trust them. What do you think in this one with a, a big line for USC? Yeah, you know what? I think the best play is to play the under 73 and a half, mm, right? Yeah. Like, uh, we, we did it last week with Colorado and Oregon, and it played out exactly how we thought that it would be. Oregon scores a ton of points in the first half. And then the second half, you just pretty much your opponent for Oregon, instead of it being Colorado, it's the clock. And you just kind of run yep. that thing out. And I think that USC is going to try to do the same thing. So if you're looking to play, let me also say this. If you're looking to play USC, all right, 21 and a half, not only a large number, but you're also eating that hook. And understand this. Caleb Williams, the quarterback for USC, they have pulled him in 75% of their games this year because they're up. So this, yeah. so you could potentially be holding a 21 and a half point favorite ticket and you don't have Caleb Williams <laughs> the entire fourth quarter, right? So be careful with that one. I think that the smarter play would be taking the under, because let me also say what Oregon did last week, you know why they kind of called the dogs off? Because if you blow out Colorado, like, you know, I'm going to go Miami Dolphins, I'm going to score 100 points. Sure. You then become the national story. I mean, Colorado's on 60 minutes, they're all over the place. Uh-huh. So Oregon was like, look, let's win, but let's just get out of here. Let's not make ourselves a story and have the media here this week. Hey, you're the ones that blew out. I, as dumb as that sounds, coaches do not want 
to be the story. So I can see the exact same thing to where UFC just kind of gets up big, coast, gets out with a win. Also, this played at 9 a.m. Pacific time. L.A. boys, a little early for those guys. Yeah. What is your favorite college game tomorrow? Oh, man. You know, I can't wait for Notre Dame Duke. I can't wait to watch that one. How does Notre Dame bounce back? How does Duke handle again being the focal point? Duke is such a good, well-coached football team, right? So I'm fascinated with that one. Um, Look, I'm taking Notre Dame. I'm going to do it. I think that, you know, with a veteran quarterback in Sam Hartman, uh, I think that locker room can bounce back. Um, I, I do think that that's a good spot for them to be in. Uh, South Carolina plus 12 against Tennessee. Spencer Rattler is arguably the most accurate quarterback in college football. Tennessee can't stop anyone on third down. They give up first downs over and over and over. I'm not saying Tennessee loses the game, but 12 points is a lot, especially when that Tennessee offense is really not clicking all of that well, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think South Carolina plus 12, man. That might be a I like that. I like that. Uh, talking to Alan Bell from CBS Digital. Uh, let's get over to the NFL. And uh, what a better way to start a Sunday than making money at 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> We've got a game in London. Falcons versus Jaguars right now. Jaguars a three-point favor. That over-under sitting at 43. What do you like in that one? Yeah, I'm going to take the Jaguars, minus three. Now, the, the over-under is intriguing. You can the Atlanta Falcons. They, they really can't do a whole lot except run the football, right? right. I mean, that, that, that's kind of what their offense is. Jacksonville hasn't been playing well at all this season. That being said, they go to London twice a year, yeah. every year. I mean, this is a home game for them, right? They're there so, for I mean, two weeks. This stretch. <laughs> Absolutely, right? Like, I mean, that's a massive, massive. It's, it's tough enough to go, you know, from – Nashville to New Orleans in the NFL, right? Now you're talking about going across you know, the Titanic into another country. Uh, it's just a lot of travel. Um, I'll take Jacksonville with the three there. Uh, I, I think that, you know, you, you could play, you could probably, this game more than likely end up with a push, you know, so I don't mm-hmm. feel three and a half. But if you could get down to two and a half, that's where you really make the money on that one. AFC East supremacy will someone will have a stake to it Sunday afternoon at the home of the Bills Buffalo they're two and a half point favorites over the Dolphins we know what the Dolphins have done so far I I, I trust them I think they're that good the team yep. speed the the roster composition all that but I go back to the Bills one loss probably the best player on the field that night for the Jets was the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. He'll be better tomorrow at home against the Dolphins mm-hmm. than opening night against the Jets. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I- I'm with you. I'm going to take the Bills two and a half here. And, you know, if you want to bet that one, betting Bills money line, not a bad play. Like, if you want to bet the Bills, this is a game where you, you know, you could eat the juice and be all right with it. Look, I think that the Bills locker room and the team understand that, you know what, this is a must-win game. You have to beat Miami when you're playing at home. If you have any aspirations of winning the division, going to a Super Bowl, it starts right here. You have to win this game. Not to mention, this is the question that none of us really have an answer to. How does a team follow up 70 points in the NFL? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea what to expect out of Miami's offense. But, you know, Brad, you said it best, man. Like, this, this team is for real. Like, that, that offense is for real. Two is for real. You know, they, you better not sleep on them at all. But, yeah, Buffalo 
this it, it, it's a must win. It, it is a back against the wall. You have to win this game, and I like those in the NFL. I'll take them. Alan, last thing for you: what what is your uh, favorite bet for the NFL this weekend? Man, that is a great question, and I'll tell you what I think that it is: the Houston Texans plus two and a half against the oh. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, it's a weird game that really nobody's going to be betting or looking at. But that being said, all right, you're getting a home team here, two and a half points. And look, all they know is offense. That's all that they know because they're down 10 points seemingly in every game so far this year. That being said, Pittsburgh doesn't score that many points. And they want to try to. This is a game where they really just want to get in, get a win, and get the heck out of there, right? I think you could win this game outright. It's just one of those sleepy type of games, you know, on the road for the Steelers here. Yeah, give me Texas plus two and a half, man. They might surprise people on Sunday. Alan, we, we we won't visit with you again until next Friday, but for all the baseball next week, mm. any trends, anything to watch, and tell our listeners how to follow you and, and keep up with all the baseball because you've been on fire all oh, yeah. year with that. Really and truly just riding the Braves, which is smart. <laughs> Once that horse smart. keeps yeah, winning yeah. for you, keep Look, riding him. I was going to say, look, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but a team that scores runs, I bet on teams that score runs. That's all you get. I mean, just stick with that plan, right? Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter at uh, Alan G. Bell. But, yeah, uh, it's very great. Like, uh, right then, if you like team totals, if you like playing the same game parlays, I mean, this team can do it all. And they're, they're, they have that little drought where they clinch and, you know, they don't have much to play for. And then they pick it back up, and the mm-hmm. team's going to come in hot. So, yeah, Brady's team total usually set around four and a half. The team scores runs. They score six runs when they lose. So, yeah, I mean, Brady's going to tell you not to. It was going to be all year long. They ain't come close to coming back. I like it. I think that's a smart thing to do down the stretch yeah. for sure. But, Alan, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, good luck this week, and we'll talk to you next Friday. Hey, appreciate you guys, man. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks, Alan. Thank you. Alan Bell from CBS Sports Digital, also the executive producer of The Early Edge, joining us every single Friday to talk some wagering. But let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the American Athletic Conference and the Tigers in their game against Boise State tomorrow. That's next on Sports Time. Be sure to follow us at Sports56WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports56WHBQ. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you as uh, we get ready to wrap up our first hour. And tomorrow in the American, obviously here locally, the big game will be Boise State versus Memphis. Right now, that line's sitting at about 3 for the Tigers, um, but a, a lot of other really good games as a lot of teams in the American kick off uh, conference play or are on buys this week, kind of a light slate uh, in the American this weekend. But that Memphis game against Boise State tomorrow I think is a massive game for the conference. I do too, and, and look, the great opportunity last week, it's over with. Uh, yep. Didn't get it, but a lot of good out of it. Now for the Tigers over the course of the next three weeks, Really, whether this season's going to be a special, great season or just pretty good or maybe disappointing will yeah. will be decided. 
It's not unlike that across college football. Tomorrow in the AAC, tell me the real UAB. They may be telling us, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's not very good. And I, I had a lot more uh, hope for Trent Dilfer in his first year. Yeah. South Florida, was, was the real South Florida the competitive nature of the Alabama game? Tomorrow we know what they're going to see against Navy. Yep. Charlotte and SMU. SMU's a big favorite tomorrow night. SMU has shown flashes of it. Charlotte's been competitive, but I don't really know about those teams. And almost the same for East Carolina at Rice. Yep. Tomorrow we'll give a lot more definition for a lot of iffy mm-hmm. suspect teams. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, these are some good tests for a lot of these and kind of a good let's see how you, you really are for a lot of these teams because for UAB, this is a tough test after playing having to go and play at Georgia last week to, to respond back with a game at Tulane. I mean, that's a tough two weeks for a team like UAB. You mentioned South Florida seeing that offense um, that, that Navy will run. And for East Carolina, Rice has been very competitive this year, and so that's going to be a tough game for them as well. Charlotte has been really up and down this year, but that defense has shown all season that they can be strong. Um, and so I, I really do love this slate for the American tomorrow. Even though it's kind of limited, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. When we close out September, you still have a lot of runway to define yourself. Mm-hmm. But in a month, when we're closing out, out October, and I've, I've said it for a long time, and I'll say, I'll, I'll say it a lot at the end of October, this is who you are. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not going to radically change. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And so for, and also for a lot of these teams that are opening, uh, conference play, you know, it's, it's important to, to get, you know, start 1 and 0 in conference play and not kind of start towards the bottom of the standings in conference play. So I think you'll see a lot of really competitive games here in, in the American and also Michael Pratt back for Tulane. Yeah. yeah so that, that's going to be fun to see, you know, kind of get a glimpse of him before, before we see him. Uh, Ole Miss may have caught a real break not having to see him. Really might have. But hey, I mean, we've talked about that, that backup quarterback they have. Um, I can't remember his name for Tulane. Uh, Kai Walker. Kai Walker. He, very impressive, I thought, uh, in that, in that game against Ole miss so uh, it should be a, a fun day in the american but i do think even though it's a non-conference game this boise state memphis game really leads the charge in terms of uh, of games to watch it, it's the, the glamour game you're, you're boise right. do, they, they have that cachet they earned it uh-huh. yep. i don't think they've done a lot lately to kind of keep stoking it but mm-hmm. they they had they had a lot of goodwill yeah you're absolutely right but we've been talking about a lot of games it's going to be a great weekend of sports and i know you're looking for a place to watch the game and i've got the spot for you. It's Bell Tavern, located at 117 Barbro Alley, right behind 117 Prime, open from 4 to 11, Wednesday through Saturday, and 4 to 8 on Sundays. I know nobody likes a loud bar where you can't hear yourself think, much less talk, but that's the opposite of Bell Tavern. Start your night with a gourmet burger and one of their great cocktails in a quiet, dimly lit bar that you can enjoy a game at with your friends, and it's not just the burgers. Bell Tavern has the best bar food in Memphis and the coldest beer in the city. You know 117 Prime? Just walk through their dining room and you're at the best bar in town for more information about our friends at bell tavern call 901-249-6580 or go online to belltavern.com that'll do it for our first hour let's get to a break when we come back we'll talk some more wagering with bruce marshall but first here's another traffic update 